this is Michael Bozy. Welcome to my podcast, Marketing Without the Marketing. Really glad that you could be here. I want to continue on this week with the social media strategy series, and today's topic is LinkedIn Pulse. So let's talk about that. Jump right in. Now, you're probably using LinkedIn. I mean, you know, as uh, small business owners or folks who are, are trying to run a small business or a startup uh, or even your creative business uh, as an artist or a writer, you're probably using LinkedIn. Uh, you know, it is the professional network, particularly good for B2B. And maybe you've even had some experience with LinkedIn Pulse. Now, you may know this as LinkedIn Posts right, which are uh, the place where you can publish longer form content on LinkedIn rather than the updates, what they call updates, which are the sort of short Facebook style posts on the platform. Now, it's called LinkedIn Pulse because Pulse itself used to be its own platform. It was a newsreader for web and mobile, you know, not unlike Google Reader at the time or uh, Flipboard uh, or Feedly, which is my favorite of the bunch. Uh, And you can find the main page of uh, LinkedIn Pulse at linkedin.com slash pulse. Though, honestly, I don't know anyone who uses this as their reader, as their primary feed reader outside of LinkedIn. But, you know, let me know if I'm wrong about that. Now, LinkedIn bought Pulse in 2013, and it was a clear move for them into trying to be more content-oriented since they didn't really they didn't really have that yet, right? It was sort of thought of as your online resume, uh, and they wanted to extend that. Um, they didn't have a publishing platform at the time, and clearly they wanted to sort of plant a flag as the professional publishing platform uh, so that people could connect and write things, uh, write posts that were, you know, more business-related. And so that was their move. And when the integration was complete, I think, as I remember, this was in early 2014, uh, it was really great. Uh, they offered some exclusive access to people who were publishing content already. Uh, and then, of course, all the big companies that were publishing content as well. For some reason, I was granted early access uh, to this first crop, even though, <laughs> honestly, it was a little questionable whether or not I deserve the honor. Um, but it was great. Uh, in the early days, lots of hits on articles. It, uh, I was, it was doing better than my own blog, and it was just fantastic. Then after this presumable sort of test period, they opened the gates to everyone and it got flooded with content. And you've probably seen that now. This is in the way that it exists now. And you get a lot of stuff there, some of which I would argue a small percentage of which is very valuable. And then a bunch of just sort of cheap, thin value content. And so it is. I mean, that's the way it is with any platform. Uh, But the result of this is because of this sort of content flood, each individual writer had their reach go down a lot. And, you know, as a channel... Uh, that was once great for me and probably a bunch of others was soon just completely overrun and honestly a little bit useless. Here it is again, right? It's another lesson as if we needed another on why it's absolutely critical to maintain your own platform. It's something you can control where you won't be subject to this kind of thing. So that's the past. Uh, But really what I want to talk about today is what do we do now then, right? If you want to start using LinkedIn Pulse to build your audience, what do you do? All right, first of all, go into this with a little bit of skepticism, and let me explain why. To me, LinkedIn is honestly very disappointing for small businesses. Really, everything on this platform seems to be geared towards enterprises, and I don't mean this as an absolute 
small businesses can most definitely get something out of LinkedIn. But what I mean is in the decisions that they make with the apps that they have, with the pricing, it just seems like they're going for larger uh, corporate enterprises. And you know what? I mean, I can't really fault them for that. If you think about it, they're trying to monetize the platform. Where do you go for that? Small businesses that uh, have less money to spend or large corporations. I mean, I can't fault them for that, but that to me seems to be the flavor of this platform. So for instance, LinkedIn Premium Professional, super expensive and to me not that useful unless, unless, right, you're recruiting talent all the time. And then at that point, I think it's probably worth it. Uh, LinkedIn advertising is another thing, extremely expensive. And in my tests so far, I found this not to be worth it at all. I've just had much, much better luck with Twitter ads, Facebook ads, and even Pinterest ads. And the whole interface to me seems to be very enterprisey. you know, uh, really in my estimation, you may disagree, but terrible user interface uh, for both desktop and mobile. It's clunky. It's unintuitive. It's, it's slow, like you can't really do what you need to do, I, I find, just around the edges. I mean, the basics function fine, but there's a lot of things where it looks like they just really haven't thought about how people use this. So we'll see. As you probably know, Microsoft purchased LinkedIn earlier this year, and it could get better. But honestly, I'm not that hopeful about it. And the reason is, or the proof that I have, is look at the web version of Outlook for Mac, for instance. I mean, you can't do even basic things like uh, copy a calendar event. And not that I like the Mac calendar or Google calendar much better, but again, Outlook just feels sort of enterprisey and not at all, uh, you know, Web 2.0. Okay, but given all that, let's say that you still want to give it a go. And uh, one really good thing about LinkedIn Pulse is there's no governing algorithm like Facebook has, right? So in other words, when you post something, it gets seen by your followers. So it's not, they're not fussing with it, uh, trying to put stuff up to, the, up to the top like Facebook does or trying to, uh, you know, give you things that they think that you will like based on your prior history. At least that's not the way LinkedIn works today. And that's a very good thing, I think, um, if you're trying to build an audience. But let's cut right to it because the backside of that is only your followers are going to see the, your post. In other words, take this logically, you need a large audience if you want this to make an impact at all. Okay, so what does that mean, right? If you're like most people, you have a few hundred connections. I think I have somewhere around 1,200, um, which I think is not at all unusual for this platform. Um, but look, that's not... That's not going to get me a lot of views, right? Because if you think that, say, even with the best content, I get 10% of those people looking at this post, I mean, that's not very much, right? That's only 100 people. And while I'm thankful for any attention that I get, just the numbers don't add up unless you start to go really, really big on this. So think about your follower count. If it's you know 500 or less, think about that. Is it worth publishing on the platform for 50 views? Maybe it is, right? But at least something to think about. So if you're to apply that to a strategy that you might use for building an audience, I mean, really, it, it begs the question, right? Are you ready to engage in Twitter-like tactics to build your audience on LinkedIn? And if you're not, and look, many people feel this way, you might not want to bother with LinkedIn Pulse. And many people that I know treat LinkedIn very conservatively, right? It's their low-risk 
sort of staid and understated business presence. And, and look, that's fine. That's kind of how I use it as well. So if you're trying to connect with a ton of people and trying to build an audience, uh, I don't want to say that you can't do that. You can, but that's going to mean that you're going to have to use some tactics to go out and start inviting a lot of people that you don't know that might require using LinkedIn uh, premium professionals so that you can reach out to more people. So that's even going to cost you too. So if you're looking to use this for free to build an audience uh, around you, what you do in your business, you know, this just, this, it starts to get difficult with LinkedIn Pulse. And really, you know, unless you're going to build an audience on this and try to get a lot of followers, uh, you're not going to get seen on Pulse. And advertising is too expensive, uh, so it's going to be really difficult. But let's say that you want to do it anyway, and I think there's good reason to to consider this. Um, but look, it's very, very easy to make a post. I mean, like uh, Medium, they've made it very simple as far as this as a publishing platform goes. So on your main page, your you know your uh, front page of LinkedIn at the top, just click write an article, not share an update. Update are those little short posts, but the article. Uh, is what takes you to Pulse. And it'll open a window that will be an editing window. And look, you're just producing content. All the same rules apply for blogging. I mean, this is like a blog, um, but it's a blog that everyone contributes to. So in other words, you got to have a great headline, a nice image there at the top, a compelling post. Don't forget your keywords and do some keyword research on there that's still important to LinkedIn. Uh, remember, this is going to get indexed uh, by Google, just like any other web content. And in the post itself, you can embed links, you can embed images, though I have to say, um, you know, another complaint of mine with the UI is it's terrible at the inline images. So my advice would be just use a header image. Uh, make sure that's compelling because that's what people are going to see when they share it. Uh, but otherwise, for the inline images, just just avoid them. Um, they don't look good across desktop to mobile. Uh, the formatting is often off um, and they don't often flow in with the, the text very well. So it has the potential to actually make you look a little bad, even though it's not your fault. And then, of course, at the end, you want to have some sort of call to action and please Make this go to your site. That's the whole point to doing this. Have something there that's going to have uh, that's going to entice people to go to your site, uh, whether that's you know another piece, an extension of what you've just done, a content upgrade, something uh, to get them back to your site. All right, so let's talk about strategy. You know, while it sounds like I've been pretty down on LinkedIn Pulse here, and there's a lot of good reasons to be that way. I don't think it's a bad idea to be on the platform and to show some engagement. Like I said before, it's kind of like a blog where everyone contributes and it's not a bad idea for you to be there. So now it's just a matter of, you know, what are you going to do? First thing, uh, even some light engagement is good. So in other words, is that once a month, once a quarter? Uh, I think something like that is fine as long as it doesn't take you away from publishing content on your own blog, on your own platform, uh, but not a bad idea to have some, some teaser content here. And that brings me to the other really big point, and I talked a little bit about this in the Medium episode, which is, you know, where are you going to get that content? Are you going to write original content that you'll publish exclusively on Pulse? Or are you going to write content that you publish to your blog and then publish a teaser on Pulse? Now, obviously, for a lot of reasons, the former strategy is better. 
You always want to have original content that exists in one place. And if you have the space or the budget to do that, then fine. That would be a great strategy to be posting things that you can only get on this platform. And mostly because, look, the other strategy where, you know, I might write a blog post and then write a digest or a teaser piece, publish it to LinkedIn Pulse and you know, make people click through to my website to read the rest of the article. I mean, that's a little annoying, right? I mean, who who wants that? If, if, if the headline has sort of captured your attention, you go to read the post, and then the writer says, oh, by the way, you can't finish reading this post. You got to go to my site. I mean, that's irritating, right? That's not very nice to your reader. And, you know, look, I've done this before as well, but I I really don't recommend that. I just think that's not very nice to your reader. So then once you've posted, that's great. All your followers are going to get notified about that. And I'd recommend maybe a few days later, maybe at a different time of day, um, post a short update style post uh, with the teaser to the the article as well. Because remember, with LinkedIn's non-algorithmically generated feed, people might miss that even if they're a follower of yours. So it doesn't hurt uh, to, to give at least one more little teaser to your post and you're good to go. So that's about it. Uh, You know, look, uh, even though I've not had a ton of success with this platform, like I say all the time, you don't know where your audience is until you get in there and start interacting with them. And for most of you who are using LinkedIn already in a business uh, setting, you know, look, you do have some sort of an audience and that's your connections. So just do what I always say that you should do, which is provide value to them. Uh, Be generous about your knowledge uh, and your industry expertise and share it, you know, and this is a a way for you to do that. So give it a try, uh, have some fun with it, experiment with it, and who knows, maybe it'll work for you. All right, as always, thank you so much for listening to this episode and the whole series. I think with my next episode, I think I'm going to wrap up this series uh, with a capstone episode unless there's something else that uh, that you think that I should cover. So if that's the case, hit me up on Twitter uh, or leave a comment in the show notes on the show page here, and that'll do it. I'll see you next week.